0: Hi, and this is the podcast, Camcast, oh, wait, no, that's stupid. Is that the Camcast? The Camcast podcast. I don't know what to call.
1: Yeah, maybe the Camcast podcast. Camcast podcast version? Camcast podcast version.
0: Well, I'm Howard Cam, and with me today is Mark Kawanui. And if you don't know us by now, we're both educators here at Roosevelt High School. And what we're going to do is we're going to... Now, this is the end of the year. And at the end of the year, we want to talk about our experiences, how we dealt with students with their personal issues, stuff we've dealt with as educators. And the reason this is an audio form and not on video is because I'm an unkept mess. <laughs> how are you, Mark?
1: Uh, I'm good. I'm I'm a little bit more kept than you are, I guess. I mean, I'm still looking fly, so. Yeah,
0: look at you. You're wearing a Aloha shirt, yep. your hair is tied up. And if you've seen my videos, I don't have hair, so I don't have to worry about that.
1: Yeah. You I know. have really curly and frizzy hair, so the humidity yeah. just makes it...
0: We are the exact opposite when it comes to hair. Folks, Mark comes to work every day. Aloha shirt, slacks, nice dress shoes, everything kept. I show up to work with slippers and right now I'm wearing long pants, but oftentimes I have shorts, t-shirt. I'm surprised I've been fired yet.
1: Well, I mean, considering the attire of certain other individuals who work here, you're golden.
0: Mr. Abi though. Uh, our band director crown jewel here at roosevelt it is he is the most polished man yes tie shirt press slacks like if there is a if there is a high watermark for how to dress as a professional adult he is it
1: yep yep he's also like a legend with all his music credentials
0: oh he is yeah great let's let's talk about Greg. All right. Let's talk about Greg. He, I like I have never ever ever heard anybody talk smack about Greg. Never, and if they did, I'd beat them to
1: death. Yeah, kids love them.
0: Yeah, if if a kid ever said I don't like Mr. Abe, then clearly the kid is deranged
1: mm-hmm. and deserves to get beaten.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, choke slammed.
1: Now, if uh, they said I don't like Mr. Cam or Mr. K, then I'd be like, that sucks for you, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't like me? Yeah. Well, tough shit. Yeah. And I I always, I always tell kids there's always a point. Um, In every single class where they start to push the boundaries and I have to give them the, I'm not your friend talk. Yeah. I'm not here to make friends with you. I don't care if you like me. I don't care if you like my class. The, what you're here to do is to learn from me. And I like to teach you about life. This is real life. Not everyone is your friend. Yeah.
0: But but what makes Greg Abe so awesome though? I don't know what he has that I, I could use or some skill or strategy, but he is well, I know he shows up early in the morning and, he's, mm-hmm. and he leaves late. Like he really puts his time in. He really does have dedication to, to his students. But there's something that he must do. There's a mannerism that he must have that I clearly do not possess that is award-winning.
1: Could he be one of those genuinely pleasant people?
0: I think so. I think he's... Because I've always talked to him in passing and he's always been very friendly to me. He's always, always. said hi. yeah. He's, he donates uh, time, he donates resources. Mm-hmm. Like he is, that's why I call him the crown jewel. Like this school cannot survive uh, without him. Yeah. And I don't think people give him enough credit for that. And if you're listening to this and you go to Roosevelt High School then, or even if you don't, you just, just write him a note, look up Roosevelt High School, Greg Abe, uh, band director, orchestra, everything. Everything, 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 everything.
1: yeah. Jeez. Anything music is him.
0: Okay. But let's talk about dress attire for a moment. Right. Now we used to have this teacher that worked here. Um, she doesn't work here anymore. But she would dress very risque. She is a person that should not be wearing the kind of clothing that she would wear.
1: You just stereotype the way women I should did. dress no, that's according weird. to age.
0: I am I am wrong. You're canceled. I'm definitely canceled. Yeah. But like we <laughs> <laughs> But we look at the way some of our teenagers dress. Yes. And she dresses like them, but she is a woman of many years and look okay this is going on you know what where's the shovel that i'm using to dig my own my own <laughs> here floor? here you go I'll, I'll, th- I'll toss you a rope
1: ladder Thank so you. what Tell you're trying out. to say is as a teacher you should be dressing in a certain fashion that is most likely probably different than how you choose to dress outside of school yeah and this teacher could wear whatever she wanted to outside of contractual work hours but when she's on campus being a representation of the Department of Education and Roosevelt High School and whoever was the principal at that time, right? They should be dressed in a certain uh, professional attire. Is that what you're trying to say?
0: Yes, and I want to thank you very much for digging, tossing down the rope to help yes. me out of this stupid misogynistic pit <laughs> that I threw myself into. And ladies Anytime. and gentlemen, I, I apologize because I could not, I could not form the words. Yep. I, I didn't know what I was saying. Um, I'm not a smart man.
1: You're you're a ridiculously smart man. Maybe just not an English teacher though. I'm not an English yeah.
0: teacher. Absolutely not. So I, I teach uh, tech here at Roosevelt. A lot of coding. And Mark is the English teacher, and he's our yearbook ad, yearbook advisor.
1: Mm-hmm. How was doing the yearbook this year? Way better than last year. Way better. It was a lot easier when you have students showing up every day, and they're like willing to put in the work
0: yeah i mean like was it a like it wasn't just a total shit show
1: no not at all yeah i mean still growing pains and whatnot but this is technically my first in-person yearbook year out of the two years i've been an advisor so i'm looking forward to next year
0: what are some challenges you really had though besides people not picking up their yearbooks like we i got all those emails i think everyone got those emails get your yearbook yeah but do you know that some kids their parents bought a yearbook for them at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. and the kid had no idea that the parents did that
1: oh yeah and the worst is when they buy a yearbook and this is on my end too like i could do a lot more due diligence in checking the 800 plus names that are on top fees and payments uh-huh. um, for students who bought a yearbook and whatnot because we sent out a bunch of flyers and you know you didn't buy a yearbook yet go buy one and that resulted in about maybe like a little over 30 duplicate purchases mm. so the parents are buying the yearbook In the beginning of the year they don't either remember or they don't know that they bought the yearbook and then they buy it again so um that's an issue that i don't know if i'm ever going to be able to fix without kind of shooting myself in the foot for sales because the more we sell in the beginning is good but it's also the cheapest rate so it's kind of like better if people buy it later
0: because to get the better rate you need to know how many books you're going to need right away
1: uh it's more like the cost to make the amount of yearbooks for roosevelt yeah. is ridiculous and it doesn't make sense if i were to sell out like you know all 1500 students bought a yearbook pre-order i would be negative oh, nice. i would still owe jostin's money versus if 700 bought in the beginning and then i sold the other 500 at 65 dollars at the end of the year then i'm coming closer to going even and even. Getting a little positive.
0: So Jenny Howe from Justin. Oh, Jenny, uh, what's her what's her new last name? That's not how it is yeah. how, right? Howell. So Jenny Howe from Johnson is gonna come down here and just beat your legs up. Well, so no, just crack you over the head.
1: She's telling me all this is all her words. She's cause I said, Oh, well, should I be even marketing the fifty percent or the fifty dollar presale? And she goes, No. <laughs> but she told me because I said, Well, why don't I just change fifty dollars to sixty yeah. dollars? You know, and just keep it sixty dollars for three quarters instead of 50 60 and 65 and she goes because the pricing tier that you have is rare and they had to fight to get that pricing tier because the doe doesn't like how much students pay for yearbooks
0: wait the the doe doesn't like how much students pay for yearbooks they think it's too much yes is the doe giving us money for yearbooks no well then they can shove it can't they
1: yeah so (laughs) i i i wanted to tell um nova the business right and say hey you know Put it at 60 and then that'll be easier for me. But then she said if I raise too many eyebrows, then I might lose the opportunity to sell it for 65 at the end, which is when I make the most money.
0: Well, but the yearbook is a nice yearbook. And I think you did a great job this year with that yearbook. I just push buttons. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? Those are some good buttons you push then. Thank well, you. Oh, those are it's so I I even have a copy right there on my on my desk. And uh because students had a yearbooks, but, and I looked through them. No, they're 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 really good.
1: hmm they did um, an incredible incredible job this year.
0: I wrote a quote in there and a lot of people said that was the most depressing thing I've that they've read because every other teacher's like, Congratulations, good job, you're moving on, be successful. And I'm like, You're gonna wake up one morning and it'll all change and and you'll be depressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I mean that's that's the thing. Like uh I feel like teachers need to be more real and with their oh, students. Yeah. yeah. If if people are graduating with this unrealistic expectation of what life is like after high school, we're really setting them up for even more failure than we already are with the current system, so.
0: I was asked by a bunch of students, like, do you come to, you know, are you gonna go to graduation? And every single year, I say no. I mean, I didn't go to my high school graduation. I didn't go to my four-year college graduation. I did go to my two-year because I was student body president Mm. and and I had to go. But I don't go to graduations because I tell these kids, you know what, you're not done right you're not done so you did the thing required by law mm-hmm. over the past 12 years you got out the warden let you free i mean really it's it's a structured system you, yes. you get in trouble if you don't go to the structured system yeah so they get out of high school they're done and then you know you're not really like done done like tell you what give me the money for the party roll the party but i mean graduation is like a gent should be a gentle ceremony mm-hmm. uh it's good to celebrate that it's over but the very next day when you wake up, like I wrote in the yearbook, you're going to be like, so what's next?
1: Exactly. Now,
0: there are some kids in this high school that they have peaked, and this is the most they'll ever achieve. Okay, that sounds really dick of me to say something like that <laughs> as an educator that should be promoting wellness. But let's be real, folks, and, and you listeners out there, let's be real. You see some people, they peak in high school, they they bully people and they think they're the coolest thing, you know, they're top shit. But I tell these kids, next year, less people will remember your name. Mm -hmm. In four years, nobody will remember your name. So if this is the maximum you've ever achieved, then you're kind of gonna be in a shock. Mm -hmm. No one will know you. No one will know you ever existed. And then the sad part is, Mark, is when I see them come back to high school to say hi to their friends two years later, I'm like, dude, you're now trespassing and you're an adult
1: yeah it's weird
0: like go do something else are you really cruising a high school yeah are you really cruising a high school like that is some uh that is some some nonsense
1: i don't think i've ever gone back i well i had to go back on campus to pick up my brother-in-law but i've never gone back like i visiting my teachers nope yeah none of that
0: yeah i I only remember let's talk about past teachers for a moment right so I remember, I only remember one person from Kaiser High School, and that was um, my old counselor, uh, Jimmy Hutcherson. And Jimmy Hutcherson, when I started working here at Roosevelt, I called him. I called him from the office line because, you know, you can dial like, mm-hmm. and I called Kaiser High School, and I called him, and I go, Mr. Hutcherson, this is Howard Cam. Do you remember me? And he remembers me. Well, I think he remembers me because I was a bad kid, mm. but he remembers me, and that, but that was his retirement year. Oh, wow so the very first year i started teaching here was his retirement year and i kind of wanted to cry yeah he he did a lot for me as a counselor uh he really like put me on the right path like i was really going down a bad a bad path and uh he sent me straight yeah he's retiring
1: and i think that's the our secret power you know that's our secret weapon for all teachers in every classroom there's going to be one student who resonates with you yeah and eventually they're going to come back and they're going to realize that, that there was one moment in the class where maybe you didn't yell at them or one moment where you did yell at them, you know, that changed their life forever. Yeah. yeah.
0: Have you ever yelled at a kid so much that they had a U-turn and started doing a whole lot better?
1: Uh, no, I don't think I've ever yelled at a kid. I've, I've pulled someone aside and said, what are you doing? Like, I, and then I like blatantly just what, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing in my classroom? And they couldn't give me an answer. And I think that kind of was like a little catalyst. Because they just yeah. kind of float like they're there for no reason.
0: And that's the rough part. Like, why am I even here? Like, we go to meetings.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we go to faculty meetings. we go, to, and, and we wonder, why am I here? Yes. So you sent me the PDF. I know how to read. I mean, you better than me because you're the English teacher. Yes. Better than I? Oh, you see? I screwed that up. Isn't it better than I?
1: Better than I. Oh, yeah. God. I'm, that's a local thing, me. Me. Yep.
0: But yeah so i was like but why do i have to be here but like you're right with these kids like why why are you even here Mm -hmm. and uh i did uh, and i've been here seven years so i yelled at one kid and and i yelled at him so much he picked up his grades in quarter four and turned his f's into c's wow and i felt a little bad that you know i had to yell at him but i think that's what it was needed yeah and it it turns out mark it it turns out a lot of these kids don't have this uh strong family structure Mm -hmm. So they kind of float, mm-hmm. right? They kind of like drift through like, no one's gonna tell me what's up, so I'm just gonna do whatever I want.
1: Yeah, I, I was explaining this to, um, I forget who it was, but another teacher here, that there's no fear. They don't have any fear, these kids. Yeah. And I mean, I was afraid that if I did had bad grades, I was gonna go home and get liquids, you know? Like yeah. my report card needed to be not flawless, but it needed to be good. catch cracks yeah i I got detention once for printing without permission never gonna forget this that that was a thing Printing
0: without permission Printing without
1: permission i don't know it was just a thing right first detention i've ever gotten in my life okay i didn't realize that they send it was one of those threefold slips one copy stays in the office one copy goes to you third one gets sent home and i'm thinking to myself yes yes i'm thinking to myself you know i'm gonna handle this at school my mistake right yeah. I'm, I'm going to do the detention. No one needs to worry about it. I was on my way to soccer tryouts in eighth grade, and I got a phone call. What the F is this? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what? Why do you have detention? It didn't matter what the reason was. The fact was I got detention. Oh, my! I got my ass kicked when I got home. <laughs> yeah, man.
0: I, yeah, I think a lot of these kids need more lickings. Yes. Yeah.
1: Or they just need to be afraid. They need to be afraid of consequences.
0: So... I have a confession to make. Mm-hmm. I have a confession to make. Uh, and when I was at UH West O'ahu uh, pursuing my education degree and they, and then we had to go through these, like, you know, those classes you take, like how would you handle students? And then you have to write these papers and mm-hmm. these scenarios. I lied on just about every single one of those. I think they could take away my degree now, but you know, I'm gonna tell you right now, if you're listening to this, uh, uh, my professors. Yeah, I lied because, I mean, I did the research and what we're supposed to do. Yeah. But in reality, that's not what I do in the classroom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I, I have you know twenty eight kids in a room. I'm not gonna pull one aside and counsel them for forty five minutes while twenty seven run rampant. Yeah, I gotta like lay the law down straight, uh, and that's just classroom management. That's all it takes.
1: Yep, and that it's it's like a, it it just comes down to a mentality like. There's gonna be people who don't do anything in your class. There's gonna be people yeah. who go above and beyond. There's gonna be people that you gotta hold their hand. And I just tell them from the beginning, every single class I said, this is gonna be the easiest day of your life. All you need to do yeah. is do the work. That's it. You do the work, you will pass my class. You know how you fail? You do nothing. Am I gonna hold your hand well, as you do nothing? No, you, you earn your grade, you earn your success, you earn everything in my classroom
0: that and that makes that makes absolute sense like all you have to do is do the work right that's it and so I've even told my students like you know if you want to give me a vacation like I'm going to get paid the same no matter if you're here you're not here Mm -hmm. so if you want to give me free time and make my life easy then you don't come to school and do nothing Mm -hmm. but if you want to make my life hard because you don't like me this is what you do you come to class every day, you do the work, and you ask me a, a shitload of questions. Yes. You ask me so many questions that it just destroys my head. Yes. You wanna torture me every day? That's what you do. You come to class, ask me questions, do the work, and get super prepared.
1: Yep, exactly, you go above and beyond. If I'm teaching you how to write a paragraph, you ask me about how to write an essay. Yeah. you know, because then you're going to benefit. And then you're, you're right. Exactly. You're going to make my life a living hell, yeah. you know, make me earn my check. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: But if not, I'm just going to get free money and thanks. And then your parents get all pissed off. About it. Let's okay. Let's talk about parents. Okay. So let's talk about parents. How, do you, do you talk a lot with parents that are failing that are Okay. I'm sorry. So we have some parents that never answer our calls or emails uh, at all. Mm-hmm. And that is a little concerning, but do you have parents like a helicopter parent?
1: Um, I had one, one helicopter parent, but my communication with parents is pretty bad. So why is communication with your parents bad? I don't put ownership with their parents. Yeah. Yeah. I don't put ownership on anyone else's successes or failures in my classroom, except onto the student themselves.
0: That is, yeah, that's typically how we, how I work it too. I only had one helicopter parent. Mm. And I had to tell her like, it's quarter one, relax. Your son has to grow into it. Yeah. He is a freshman and he, and she's like, what can I do to make his life? You know, how do I, how do I help him? I'm like, well, first, thank you for not blaming me wholeheartedly. I mean, thanks for doing that because a lot of parents, they just kind of rip into you, but I had to explain to her, like, look, he is a freshman in a brand new school, of 1400 students. Mm -hmm. He is the the small fish in a big pond he's gonna have to grow into it and you've experienced this too I'm pretty sure you've seen students at, you have senior advisory so you've had them for four years yep but like you remember them when they first came to your classroom now they were like either scared or overly talkative or like nervous and yeah. then they've matured right mm-hmm. I I have seniors they're gonna be seniors next year so my advisory kids um uh, when they first started I told them this is my second round of advisory by the way I said, you know, you guys are quiet right now and you're going to feel uncomfortable and why are you here? But I guarantee you by the time you're seniors, you'll be so talkative and joking and laughing and, and by th- they're juniors now, and yeah, they're kind of like, we're all just having fun in advisory. Yeah. Like I told you. So I have this kid and his name begins with a K and he used to always run away from my classroom all the time in okay. advisory freshman year. And I finally had to settle him down. I'm like, dude, what are you so afraid of? Who's picking on you? And he's a tough kid. He's like, oh, no, he's picking on me. No, he's picking on me. I'm like, bro, somebody must be picking on you and bullying you. That's why you're always running away. Yeah. He's like, no, bro. No, oh, he's picking on me, mister. No, he's picking on me. He's like, I can take care of myself. Like, Is it, is it, is it somebody picking on you? Who's picking on you? And, and the minute I drop that on him and then challenge his ego, yeah, he changes attitude and stopped running away.
1: Yeah.
0: Mark, uh, we're going to round down this show. Uh, we've talked a lot. I want to talk to you more. But is there some things you want to say, get, get stuff off your chest, tell it to the world?
1: Well, uh, I, I would like to, again, apologize for uh, Howard's digging of the hole that he had <laughs> earlier. Um, he does not reflect the opinions that may or may not be misunderstood during his dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, yeah, I do apologize. I am a moron. Yeah. Uh, no,
1: I, this is cool. This is fun. And it's fun because we're both teachers at the same school yeah. in dealing with the same stuff.
0: Mark, I've loved having you here. And folks, thank you very much for listening. If you have questions, you can check out the Camcast on YouTube and leave comments below. Like I'm a
1: better name than the podcast.
0: I don't know what to call it. You know what? By the time I upload this, there'll be a name. Yeah. Uh, it, It'll probably be weirdly inappropriate and someone will like flame me for it.
1: And then so it'll be canceled because of your comments about women yeah. and then canceled because of your name.
0: Yeah, no guarantee. Yeah, guarantee. Double canceled. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much, everybody. And we'll see you on the next show.
1: Aloha. See you.